Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Eric here. Courtney here. Derek here. So I'll tell you. Kanye is going through something here. Um, I don't know what he is going through, but he's off the rails with these allegations. So the latest, uh, yesterday he said that Kim believes that Kanye put a hit out on her. Which I mean, is wild. Yeah. like it's ju- just crazy talk. Yeah. But he took it down. And, you know, it just seems like this is what's going on now, that he's... He's upset about something. And I mean, I'm assuming it could be the divorce. It could be Mm -hmm. Pete. It could be something else. It could be, you know, a personal thing that he's going through. But he's going through something. And Kim has just had it. And she, you know, look, she's in a position. She never talks. She never, you know, responds. She was pushed to respond finally where she said, you are hurting this family. And you are hurting our kids much more than they could ever be hurt if they ended up on TikTok. It is just horrible what's going on with them. Well, yeah, because not only did he say that uh, she believed that he had a hit on her, he also claimed that she made him take a drug test before she could even go to, before he can even go to Chicago's birthday, and that she, like, basically kidnapped the kids from him. It was all these allegations all just at once, and it's like, what is happening? Well, isn't Kim in sort of an impossible situation with this? Because Kanye is very erratic, and, mm-hmm. he, and he always has been, and he lashes out online, and when she responds, he can lash out more, and it gets, it, it sort of fur- furthers the cycle. I'm not sure how in light of protecting the kids, which seems to be her paramount goal, how she proceeds here. I mean, no. what's the right move with because Kanye? he doesn't even have her number anymore, right? Because on one of the things, it was like, someone give me Kim's number. He, like, was, did at, she... yeah. he was asking for it. Yeah, so well, she completely changed his number so they would have no communication, right? So but is it makes that you see why like, he's reacting like this? Why they filed divorce? Because think of how much of this she went through privately that we don't know about. Things mm-hmm. he didn't post, but just rants he would go on or just whatever delusions he might have had about things or ideas he might have had. And she's yeah. dealt with that for 10 years. Because well, she never even said anything during the presidential election when he was, like, running. And when he made those, yeah. like, abortion claims, like, she never said anything, like, in public. She doesn't like to do that. And now she has to. Hey, and it is. They like four little kids. Four little what kids. is she yeah. supposed to do so in this here, situation? So here, here are her options. I mean, number one, she's going to be a single woman next month. Mm-hmm. Um, she's already filed to have her single status restored. That will be done. And then they're going to have to deal with property and custody. Property should not be that much of a problem. They have a prenup. And it the, the way I And she I already underst- has the house, right? That was already- She has the house. And it just seems like, you know, they're, they, they are working it out or they have worked out. Property is going to be easy. It's custody that's mm-hmm. going to be difficult. Yeah. And ultimately- if they can't agree now, remember Kim said Kim took a shot at him and said, "You this you're on your third lawyer," suggesting that even the lawyers can't handle him. So, if they can't agree on custody, there could end up being a custody trial where a judge is going to have to say, "Okay, here's what's going to happen: you get the kids here, you get the kids here. Here's the way it's going to be done." 
and the judge may have to lay this whole That's thing out. That's the worst possible scenario of all, though. Kanye going through a trial to take for custody of his yeah. kids will unleash a torrent of this kind of behavior. I think they got to come to some sort of agreement, yeah. right, Harvey? I mean, she can't work this out in courts with a guy like Kanye. But what if he won't work it out? Ugh. And, and, and that's the thing is it seems like, you know, the Kardashians, you have to give them, have seemed fairly, you know, amenable to dealing with their exes and things like, like yes. with, with uh, you know, Courtney and Scott Disick. They weren't Even married. Even Chloe but, and Tristan. And, and Lamar, like they, yeah. they seem to like try to work things out. And so it makes him seem that much more unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, look, the one thing she could do now, and it's, it, based on my information, she has not yet done, but who knows, it may happen. She could go to court and into family court and get a non-disparagement order. Um, that basically means, and by the way, this is very common in divorces like this, where the the settlement will include a non-disparagement clause. But she could go to court now and say, I want a non-disparagement clause. The problem is... It sets him off. Well, it sets him off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's trying to gag legally or otherwise. speaking the truth. Look, she got a piece of paper that says, I can't talk anymore. What does this mean? I mean, it's, yeah. right. it's a problem. It's and, then a what, problem. and then what does the judge do? Yeah. What does the judge do? Do you enforce? Yeah. I mean, they are Do you hold him in contempt of court? It's an impossible yeah, do, do situation. You put, do you throw Kanye in jail for posting? <laughs> well, that's what he's even accusing Kim of. He was like, Kim, you doing all these allegations is going to like get me locked up. I'm a black man. I'm like thinking of like my black children. And it's like he's putting all this stuff out there that's just so... Oh, he played that card. Yes. He's like, look at what this family does to black men. He, in one of his posts. Yeah. And it's it's nasty stuff. And they have four little kids. And, That's what yeah. I can't. But Connie doesn't do well with moment. rules. And like, so I don't no. know. She, I don't know how she goes about this. Like, it's, it's a it's and, tough and, for the and, kids. And, uh. and, you know, look, they are tied at the hip for the rest of their mm -hmm. lives. Yep. For the rest of their lives. And... And those kids love their father. Like, when yeah. we've seen them together, like, they want him to be around. They're, so it's so sad. That's the problem. Just, yeah. There's an element of this that you want him to be invested in his children. Yes. You want him to be able to take his kids to special places in Chicago, which to seems to be To go to the birthdays, things. to, like, yeah. go to, like, the school events. And now it's just getting farther and farther away from that. The only thing I will say, and then we'll move on, is we have covered so many of these divorces where they get so incredibly nasty, especially when kids are involved. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all of a sudden, it gets to a point where everybody's eyes open and they say, what are we doing? And it ends up resetting itself. I don't know that that's going to happen here. Seen it before. You're so right, though. Most of the rancor is usually about money and property. And that's not what this that's is about at all. all. At yeah. all. These two people are so fabulously wealthy. This is so about. So what do you think it's about? Control. Control. It's control. I think it's control. It's control. I, I, I really do. I think his one way to impose his will on Kim Kardashian is through the children. He has no financial control over her. Whatsoever. No. Kim is a and they isn't she they, richer than him? I mean, they're both fabulously wealthy. Yeah. So and, it is and, just and, off the table. But the the ultimate issue underlying control, he doesn't want to get divorced. And it's like, if you don't want me to get divorced, it's war. Oh. Do you think it would be getting you, this dirty if she wasn't dating Pete? Was that that like I don't think it helped. I don't think no, because it, it wasn't that bad before. Yeah. When he was dating Irina Shayk, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> but that's <laughs> not what he wanted. Okay. Yeah. So Billie Eilish, uh, Billie Eilish took a shot at Travis Scott. Yeah. And um, there was a an incident at her concert Saturday night uh, that really kind of put everything in rack focus here. Um, this was a situation where she was in Atlanta doing a show at the State Farm Arena. I, I couldn't believe, by the way, did you see the video? It was packed. It was packed. You packed. couldn't believe it was packed? Why? 
I don't know. I mean, I just feel because like of COVID, or you just don't yeah. think Billie Eilish is that big? Oh no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah she she sells out venues. I, I know she sells out <laughs> venues. No, I'm talking about COVID. Oh. That you know, it really was interesting to watch. That it was just packed. And you know, and it just. But like, people are excited to see their artists well, again. Like, know, back but, out. Yeah. like I'm going to a concert next week. And, and she has I'm a so younger stoked. fan base that yeah. feels a little bit more invincible, probably. But it's interesting the contrast between this. Well, we're going to get into what happened, but the contrast between this and watching the Beijing Olympics, mm-hmm. where there are no crowds. Yeah. yeah. Very so true. anyway, so um, apparently uh, there was kind of a rush to the stage, or a, cr- a little bit of a crush, and one of the fans was in distress, and she was having trouble breathing, and. She needed an inhaler. Mm-hmm. Who knew Billie Eilish carried an inhaler? Right? Like, she has <laughs> her own like, little medical kit like on the yeah. side of the stage. Like, it's so random. So anyway, here's what happened. Relax, relax. It's okay. It's okay. Nothing's happening. We're good. It's okay. We're taking care of our people. Hold on. I wait for people to be okay until I can go and there was a shot at Travis. Wow. <laughs> direct I wait hit. For yeah. Direct yeah. hit. I mean, there's no other way to interpret what she's saying. So at I, all. I, I wait to take care of my people as a direct shot at Travis. So, yeah. I, you know, just in terms of fairness here, I don't think we fully know what happened. but At Astro World? At Astro World. But I keep getting back to the fact the police didn't know what was going on. I mean, you see them just moseying around the front of the stage. Still recording when it was already called a casualty. 40 minutes after this happened. And it just seemed there was a complete breakdown. But if they didn't know, and he's on stage with the earpiece in, with all the music and everything else, look, I don't know that it's fair to say Travis Scott knew there was this kind of an issue and he just just ignored it. She saw this one person in the crowd and she stopped. I know. And he had how many people in the crowd and he barely ever stopped. And then said, make the ground shake. Also bear in mind that Travis Scott and Billie Eilish have very different fan bases. Yeah. Their concerts are very different things. Like you go to a Travis Scott show to like rage and like that's the kind of things they do. She like so doesn't he's really used to promote that. that, yeah. Her audience is different. And if like somebody in the crowd is hurt, I could see a Billie Eilish crowd being like, everybody stop. She needs her inhaler. You know, like it's just a different vibe. <laughs> Although there is a situation. Look, it's, it's wonderful that she saw this person in distress, spotted her from the stage and was able to get her an inhaler. There's also a scenario where someone's in distress who she doesn't see. And yeah. then she's not callous. You know, it, it, at, to Harvey's point, it's not clear that Travis Scott was callous in this yeah. regard. Yeah. It, might, it might be that he didn't know what was going on. Although the scale the of what was happening just... makes that harder to believe. It's harder to believe yeah. until yeah. you will look at the video and you see the police. You know, and it's sort of like, how did they not know the chief who was on a heightened state of readiness before the concert, who went to Travis's trailer, he's just walking up and down completely oblivious. So it doesn't make sense to me either. But it seems like that may well have been what happened. Well, and, and his vantage point, remember, there were, what, 50,000 people at Astroworld? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, nine people dying or being injured is an insane number at a concert, but it's nine out of 50,000 people. Like, you're not right away going to see that, especially yeah. on stage. You've got lights in your eyes. I mean, I am not want, don't want to make too many excuses for him, but we don't know what his perspective on then that crowd was. why would she take the shot at him? Because it was such a clear, direct shot, well, meaning Travis Scott. W- one element is that is she's one of the replacements for him at Coachella. Oh, yes. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, she's Saturday night. Yeah, no, so she's, she's Friday? I think she's Friday. Friday, because Harry Styles is, that yeah, and but Kanye Sunday. Ca- carving out a, a new standard of being hyper-attuned to the well-being of your audience, and she's defining herself in opposition to someone like Travis Scott. And... I think the shot is directly like, look, look who gets to go do Coachella. People who behave this way, not the Travis Scotts of the world. I just think the jury is still out on what really happened there. And especially with Travis. 100%. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast... 
Then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, moving on to Joe Rogan. This is fascinating. So the CEO of uh, Spotify, Daniel Ek, wrote a memo to the staff. And in this memo, it's really interesting because he starts by saying, look, to, to the staff, I know how hurtful Joe, what Joe Rogan has said. I think he's referring to the N-word, the repeated use of the N-word, that I know how hurtful all of this has been to you guys. And, you know, maybe... Uh, we still haven't done enough to solve the problem. So it sounds at the beginning like there he's going after Joe. And he then condemns Joe for these statements. And then at the end says, but it would be a mistake to take Joe off of this platform because it becomes a slippery slope. We can put controls in, but we are not going to remove him from this platform because it's censorship. And, you know, and then he says, but... What we are going to do is give $100 million to historically marginalized communities. <sighs> I mean, if this was anybody besides Joe Rogan, do you think that he would still be on their platform? Maybe. I, I, who knows what kind of podcasts are yeah. in the depths of Spotify. But, but he's just such a huge moneymaker for yeah. them and gets so many subscribers that I think... It's like it sounds more like of a business deal than like actually caring about like yeah. the situation. Well, what's interesting to me is that the, the, this N word compilation that came out are from very very old clips. Yeah, well before his podcast was purchased by Spotify. So I don't think Daniel Ek knew exactly what was in the library of Joe Rogan, uh, but he's in a, he's in a strange position because he paid a hundred million dollars for a podcaster who on podcasts had had said these things a uh, you know a couple dozen times. So how how can he then just sort of say, he's off my podcast. Now I know this. He's paid him $100 million. Joe Rogan has been a comedian for a very long time. He's said very colorful things for decades. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not all that surprising to hear. You hear the compilation. It's jarring. It was jarring to Joe Rogan, who, who swiftly came out and said, Well, here's what he said we should moment. play. I yeah. mean, this is, this is his reaction to it. Well, you have to say, I'm not racist. You fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. And that's my intention to express myself in this video, to say, there's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could, obviously that's not possible. I do hope that if anything, that this can be a teachable moment. Cause I never thought it would ever be taken out of context and put in a video like that. And now that it is, holy shit, it looks bad. What, what do you think of how he handled it? I mean, I, this is you know what you know what I was Joe falls on the sword immediately. On he does. I'll, I'll tell you what to I was his credit. What I was thinking about, you know, as I was listening to that, if this all came out, I don't know, ten years ago, what would happen? I mean, how much have we changed? What would have happened ten years ago? Would he have been taken off Spotify? Would he not have been taken off? Would people have said, "Look, he acknowledged it. He's, you know, acknowledged the error of his ways." What would have happened ten years ago? 
like Michael Richards, like he still got canceled and like he used it a, quite a, a while ago. But he, true. but he didn't really get canceled. Michael Richards? Michael Richards has no. not been around oh, all that much. But how much had he been around before that? Fair when was enough. the last time you heard about Michael Richards before that, that moment? When Seinfeld ended 10 years earlier? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he had a show that got canceled or, and that's, that's what, to, to Spotify's thing, you know, people are saying, well, they're keeping Joe Rogan because they paid so much for him. Who has Spotify ever removed? R. Kelly's still on Spotify. They took yeah. him off some playlists, they but they didn't remove Neil his catalog. Because Neil Young or Neil and he requested him. He asked, asked for it. They, yeah. Otherwise, they would have kept him. Yeah. Like, there are lots of people who've done very legally, criminally horrible things. They still are on Spotify. So they've not made the decision to remove anybody for being offensive. They've been fairly consistent that we are a platform and we're not endorsing the views that are on our platform. Yeah, there's a lot of content. A lot of them from different artists, different kinds of music or podcasts that are very offensive to people, and they're still on there. They don't, they haven't removed anybody that I know of. It's going to be interesting to see how Rogan kind of moves from here in terms of what he does, how he does it. Because remember, I mean, he's popular because he's uncensored. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here's what I find fascinating about him. He has fallen on the sword now twice. He said, I'm going to uh, have more balanced approach. Uh, I'm very, very sorry and ashamed of, of this N-word controversy. What's interesting is he's been a hero to a lot of people of First Amendment speech, free speech. I'm the ones telling it like it is. Are those people going to be put off by this apology tour, right? Because they don't want to see their heroes uh, sort of shamed too yeah, easily. They bad. feel like it's him being no, weak. I, that's I true. Like I a lot of his audience, bad, but his, a lot of his audience is going to see it as weakness. Why and and the people who would to own up that when you did something wrong, how's that weak? Because that's, because that's, that's the society we live in this, oh these days, God, Courtney. Oh my God, that's terrible. And the people who would appreciate it are not going to listen to him anyway because they're already. They've made up their mind. They're done with him. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's no, what, what audience is he courting podcast? now? Well, that's why this is a credit to Joe Rogan in my mind, because this doesn't court his audience. It only alienates some of his audience who want him to be strong in the face of well, the liberals. And it doesn't invite any of the liberals into his circle, because you're right. Before, they've made up their mind on Joe too Rogan, much so credit, he's going to lose people. Let's see if he actually does change his show at all. He can say, oh, well, I'm so sorry I've been this way. But if he keeps doing the same things, if it's just then, yeah. then it doesn't mean anything. Um, what do you think of... <laughs> The hundred million dollars to historically That's, marginalized communities. <laughs> That's just. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, the I, word they great. use is performative. It's yeah. great they're going to give money, but it just is. It feels so transparent. It, is. it does. It's, try, it's <laughs> trying. To, it is. It's trying to pay away the controversy. Like, yeah. oh, well, let's just dump money on it till it goes away. It right. is performative virtue signaling, but hundred million dollars can do no, a lot no, of good. Still a good thing. Right. You know what I mean? So good, I struggle with but it. But it's yeah. still. It's like it uh, is so performative. Uh, okay, so the Olympics. Peng Shui did an interview with a French journalist, and it is one of the most shocking things I have seen in a long, long time. So, you know, she accused a high-ranking member of the Communist Party there. She's a Chinese tennis player, correct? Yes. That's right, yeah. a China, tennis star. Yeah. Now retired, she just announced. But uh, she had accused him months ago of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she disappeared. And then they, in a very managed way, started showing her at venues. And it was very clear that the Chinese government was on her. So now she's done this interview with all of these restrictions. And she's saying, I took that post down. It wasn't true. It was misunderstood. I'm so sorry. That didn't happen. And by the way, I'm retiring. So it's like, weird. So, so I, I got some questions here. How does the International Olympic Committee handle this? I mean, they have not shown any righteous indignation here. Yeah. They haven't done anything. I mean, look, if you're going to have the Olympics in Beijing, which is very problematic to begin with, mm -hmm. 
you should be supporting all of these athletes. How are they supporting athletes when they're silent on what is clear that this woman was muzzled and threatened. But, but what do you do? No, yeah, this, this, this do is you? the problem you see like like police run into with like domestic abuse situations. If, if a woman, if you know yes. a man has yes. beaten a woman and she's like, nope, he didn't, I'm not yeah. gonna press charges. You can know he did it, but what can you do? Yeah. Like if she's like, if, if she won't press charges. Well, she back. not only says yeah, I'm not pressing charges, I, she has disavowed yeah, the allegation. Yeah. She says it is not true. I took it down. She's sort of changed history of what she said in this interview. And to your point about the IOC, they're a mess. I mean, you remember the the same thing was going on when they had the Olympics in Sochi not that long ago. The IOC is sort of spineless in terms of imposing conditions on the host city. And yeah. they did it in Sochi. There were a lot of gay rights issues that were just whitewashed. No one cared yeah. about it. Beijing has huge human rights issues. Oh, my huge. God. Censorship huge. issues. And when you watch the censorship, they're it, everything. Oh, it's, it's, it's a horrendous. It's a horrendous situation with President Xi. But they've done nothing. nothing. And we just watch yeah. the Olympics and there's sort of coverage and it's anodyne and they don't talk about these issues. And you just sort of watch the Olympians and move on. And it's, it's weird. gross. I find it hard to watch these Olympics uh, because this particular situation with Beijing is one of the worst I've ever seen since. People are comparing it to 1936 in, yeah. in, 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 in Germany. Uh, so it, it's pretty bad. It's horrible. And, and again, the IOC, look, the Chinese government, it's obvious how repressive they are. I mean, this is just unbelievable that they've done this in broad daylight. You know, it's like to roll her out and do this interview when it's obvious that she was forced to say it. Yeah. And they can do that and they think they're just going to get away with it. And they are going to get away with it yep. because the IOC isn't doing anything. They don't. I mean, as a world organization, they need to impose some restrictions on these countries and send strong messages. And they always fail to do yeah. it. They, they're, it's terrible. And also, as a lesson to us, you know, we talk about like cancel culture and people being silenced in this country like Joe Rogan and stuff. We really have no idea what that's really like. Yeah. When, when the government's like, nope, yeah. you're going away. True oppression. <laughs> True yeah, we really oppression. don't know what that really is like. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's sad. Uh, okay. We're going to end on a happy note. I saw this yesterday, and God, this is so fantastic. So Anthony Harris is uh, is on the Eagles, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is a little girl. Her name is Audrey Soap, and she's just had a horrible year. She's 11 years old. Her dad died. Her grandfather died so unexpectedly sad. in the last year. I mean, she's just had... A lot of grief and tragedy. So she, her hero is Anthony Harris. And so her mom uh, wrote Anthony a letter and said, there's a father-daughter dance. And knew it was a long shot. Yeah. Knew yeah. it was a long shot. And it's like, would there be any way that you could do something, reach out? Or He said, I'm going to do better than that. I'm not just going to reach out. I'm coming there. It's so touching. It's, it's so yeah. touching. It's absolutely beautiful to see. He took took pictures with her. This guy could have sent a cameo. He could have said, hey, happy yep. daughter dance and done nothing yeah. about it, not thought a second. Her a jersey, he pulled out all the stops. He sends yeah. a car. The girl is overwhelmed with happiness who's had an incredibly tough year. Mm -hmm. I think as cynical as you as we can be. And really, so and really spent time. Really sweet. Yeah. What did I read? He's throwing the football she with the, with the little the brother. It, it, there's a thing. It could like, be no. a life-changing thing for her. Yeah. In the middle of all this grief, which is enough for anybody, but especially an 11-year-old. I know. Because those dances are everything like to you. Like when you're like a little girl, like you think about that. And like to know that she like couldn't go, she couldn't even bring her grandfather. Like for him to step yeah. in and do this, it's what, so what, what amazing. What could have been a, like a defining, devastating memory for the rest of her life. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't have my dad. I couldn't go. It will now be this magical, happy thing that she'll cherish it's forever. Incredible. To have yeah. this power of like being able to 
bring that emotion to a person and using it for good. I mean, a lot of celebrities have this power over people and he did it in such a responsible and awesome way that mm -hmm. it's hard to. And you look at, I mean, I, when you look at these pictures in the videos, it just. She uh, loves this guy. <laughs> I know. Loves, loves and him. he also, by the way, is you clearly overjoyed by the ability to do this. You know, he's not mailing it in. A lot of times no. you see these pictures and they sort of, you can sort of see that they're he's not into it as much. He it. loves it. He, yeah. had, he had such a good time. Yeah, it was fantastic. Okay, we're going to end on that note. That was uh, a good note to end on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I will see you Wednesday. Bye.